Welcome to Regulars Anonymous. With host, Zachary Landry. Sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store. And hearing what they have to say. <laughs> it's like every time we announce a show. A whole bunch of great bands and us. <laughs> oh man, you gotta give yourself more credit. Believe in yourself. After a while, people get annoyed. The self-deprecation things. You hit the... <laughs> Hit the wall on it, and you're like, all right, just Enough. accept a, a compliment. Yeah, yeah. And nobody wants to think, act like they're cocky, right? So it's like, Some people do. <laughs> some people, some people actually, lean Lots in. of people do. But yeah, like, yeah. Some people I lean personally into don't. It. It's like wrestlers and comedians. <laughs> They'll lean well, into guys, that. You guys kind of need, I guess a, a band should be confident as well, but like mm-hmm. a wrestler, like if you're all timid, like you're not going to well, work the, pay, the room. The, the character, right? Yeah. Anyways, we shouldn't waste this good. Oh, it's recording. Oh, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah. Here we go. No, it's all good, man. Uh, how was your conversation on the phone this morning? Uh, I haven't decided the, the route I'm going to go. Basically, telecommunications companies can... Can I, can I swear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. can eat my ass because, man, they got us bent over a barrel right now. And there's just, like They just randomly just... Jacked get, your price? Well... Kind of. They uh, had unlimited data. And if I have a two-year-old at home, so it's just constantly Cocomelon or whatever, <laughs> Disney Plus streaming like all day, right? So yeah. it's pretty easy to burn through your data. And I had unlimited. Then all of a sudden, they just kind of took it away. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a warning and saying I went way over my data. I'm like, it's not finally right. got the time to call them. And like, oh, yeah, we can get we can put that back on for you. It's like, Why'd you take it away? I know. They just... Yeah, they can easily fix it if you threaten them to leave, but they don't like to offer that service all the time. It's just it's so dumb. Got to be the squeaky wheel, which I don't like being. But it's like, it's yeah. hard. That funny enough, that was what my brother first thing yesterday morning was doing too, because they <laughs> just like randomly jacked his internet prices. Yeah, he was like, man, I have like enough enough data coming into the house to run a business out of here. <laughs> and he watches like twenty minutes of YouTube every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely stream a lot, but it's kind of the way of the world now because cable's kind of out the door. And oh, yeah. Got to have 700 streaming services to enjoy any sort of programming these days, it seems. so. Do you have a favorite one that you go to? Uh, I would say the best would probably be uh, like Crave if I get you HBO and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. they didn't pay me to say that, but... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do watch a lot of Disney Plus because having a small child, but yeah. I also like Star Wars. And there's actually a lot of crap on there that's good to watch. I've been revisiting Futurama. Fair. So I'm powering through those ones in anticipation for the new season. So yeah, that's exciting. What is, is that? The third or fourth time that it's coming back? I was trying to remember. I'm actually like way behind. Like I watched a few just episodes here and there, but I remember when they did the movies, I wasn't as stoked on them as i was the original run so mm-hmm. i kind of just kind of lost interest over the years and then yeah but now since they're all in one place i can just power through them so yeah i've gone through the movies and i'm about to start the uh i guess that would be the second time they brought it back <laughs> i think they're like fourth or fifth at this point but fair i've been watching uh king of the hill oh nice and apparently they're bringing that back of I'm course, not sure. <laughs> of course bring everything why? back these days <laughs> right but why 
Why? Well, anytime you create something new, it turns into like a Rick and Morty situation, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> What's that situation? In, in I think the creator is in some trouble at the moment. Oh, um, right. I think I heard that. Yeah. One of them. Exactly. I think they're all kind of. That, that's a bit, that, that is honestly the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I shouldn't have even brought it up as an example. <laughs> yeah. I cannot elaborate. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't expect me to call you out and No, 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 that's good. <laughs> it's the internet, man. Everyone just talks shit. And... Honestly, I was hoping you, you might know so I could learn. <laughs> I, I've seen some stuff. One of, Like the guy who did the voice was like in trouble for something, but yeah. I don't know. I've only really watched the first few seasons of that. So yeah, I'm same. not up to date on that either because there's no. too much crap to watch, man. Yeah. <laughs> Now over uh, watching this, this, this <laughs> shit that I'm not good at. Right? <sighs> I had a question. Oh, watching versus performing a, sh- a live show. What do you look for in when you go to watch a band, and then what do you try to bring when you're performing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um. I guess, yeah, being a musician myself, when I go see a band, you're always interested in seeing how they can actually perform it, like mm-hmm. like the record. Because if you listen to, if you see us live, like we kind of, we, I'm the only guitar player, but we added a couple, ex, we added extra guitar parts to the album just because I'm like, yeah, you're in this the is studio. Gonna, yeah, I wanted to sound as good as possible. Maybe one day we'll add another guitar player. We've tried unsuccessfully in the past, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Another big one is like the vocal harmonies and stuff. So lots of bands have really cool stuff going on on their records. So I like to see how do, they, act, how do they actually pull this off or do they, or they just, you know, do the bare bones and hope nobody notices because most people probably wouldn't or else your brain like automatically fills in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Somebody was telling me about that the other day, how you can like, if you really love a song, you're going to hear the parts anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. If it works for everybody, but I know a few times I've I've seen bands on tour when they're like missing a guitar player, and like I could tell like they're just missing like, something. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Somebody was telling me that like if you play like the octaves on the guitar instead of the harmonies, like that will like trigger something in. in people's brains, so they'll 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 still sound full enough. But yeah, um, I think it's the idea of recognizing melodies. Yeah. Right. Like probably you, you can, when you recognize a famous melody, even if it's not in the, the same key or whatnot, you can recognize what song it's from. Like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, for example. That's a banger. <laughs> you should hear <laughs> my daughter perform been. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess to continue on, um, when we play, yeah, we kind of want to, I don't know, you just wanted to sound... Lots of bands just get up there and play. They don't worry about, like, you know, like, what the hell? Somebody's calling me. <laughs> get out of here. You want to take the call? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's just the little things that make you stand out is what I'm getting at. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adding those harmonies, adding those cool pauses, you know, just it's pretty. It's putting in as much effort as possible while you're up there, right? Yeah. And ju- it's just the little things, I guess. Like, yeah, those. Vocal harmonies is a huge thing. Like when I see a band I've never seen before and they rock, like like their harmonies are on point. I'm like, you know, I'm immediately drawn to them and I'm like, these guys are freaking good. Yeah. Whereas, they yeah. put effort they, in. Yeah. If they, they're just kind of dead ahead, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, 
you've seen this before. It's nothing. Sounds like a bar band, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been in many of those bands. But I'm trying to not be in a band like that. How long have you been performing then, live? Uh, started back in high school in Saskatchewan back in like 2002, 2003-ish. Well, I was from like the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this freaking thing off because people are bothering. <laughs> I got my freaking whatever you call it, Fitbit's just buzzing, distracting me. Um, Your heart rate's up. I'm <laughs> getting excited. Calm, calm like, down. He calm asked down. me about myself. Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just grew up in like the middle of nowhere sticks, so there wasn't a lot of opportunities. Like we just had to play house parties and stuff like that. So that's where you start, right? That's super yeah. dope. There was really nowhere else to play, and then like we played like talent shows at at the school, and then like we ended up playing our own grad. 2004 that was kind of fun i don't know <laughs> funny story about that the guitar player in the band the whole time leading up to because we used to have so much time so we just practice and practiced and we're like he's like guys don't have a single drink before the show we gotta make sure we nail this you know fast forward he shows up to the show like couldn't even walk he's so freaking drunk yeah <laughs> and then something happened like a somebody came on stage and like smashed into him and like got his guitar out of tune so he's just like <laughs> he played like half the set just so out of tune it was just kind of hilarious that the guy that was preaching that we got to keep it together mm. just completely blows it. Everything opposite of what <laughs> you know. try to do nowadays. <laughs> it was so funny, yeah, man. Because somebody recorded it too. So like, Oh, no. Evidence. So, yeah. So then like, I just like make fun of him all the time for it. Well, not, obviously not anymore. That was almost 20 years ago. But if I'm still hanging on to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, ever gets out of line. Hey, man, at least I don't fucking get drunk before the grad show. Oh, man, we were in a similar situation, high school band, and getting ready to play a show in town. We're all excited, loaded in, ready to go. And the two guitar players started tossing the lead singer back and forth, just like hucking him back and forth. Was he, he was a small guy. I was going right? to say, was he a little guy or were, yeah. they, or were they massive guys? No, no, he was pretty small. And, uh, but then one of them like caught him and rolled backwards, tripped, and then smoked his head off a rock. Oh, oh yeah. Had to, went to the hospital, had to get stitches. We were all bummed. Couldn't play the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That sounds like the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was canceled. <laughs> Fell, hit his head. Damn. Not even drunk. Just... Doesn't sound like a punk rock band. Punk rock band would have powered through that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not used to blood. <laughs> yeah, I guess if it's yeah. getting to the point where a guy's losing an alarming amount of blood, it's like, uh, yeah. maybe you probably could have. You probably should have, could have. <laughs> oh, well. Permanent brain damage playing a show. Yeah, it's a tough that, call. That actually led because we were doing something for a, for like a school talent show or a variety night type thing. And so it was a little separate project. We didn't have a name for it. So after that, we just called it Blunt Force Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had a good story about the name. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, so your latest album, Future Considerations. Yep. Which number of album is that that you've made with Trash Ambulance? So that's actually the third okay. album. We've uh, so the very first album we did it all in my basement. It's probably a completely different lineup than what we have now, mm-hmm. except the guy playing bass was playing guitar back then. But anyways, um, basically we uh, the place I was using to host it online said, uh, oh, I just didn't want to pay the. <laughs> yearly fee anymore because mm-hmm. i wasn't really i was losing money having it online so i just removed it 
like so, hosting the album online or? yeah so like there's places i like you use to like put it on spotify and all that stuff yeah and i was like the the math didn't add up okay. we weren't getting enough spins of it to justify paying the whatever it was. i can't remember how much it is it's only like 20 bucks yeah. a year or whatever but it was like yeah we, were, we weren't making that so uh it's it's not online anymore but mm-hmm. Oh, can burn you a copy if you're dying to hear it. But. <laughs> oh no, I've got I've got a record. I've got the LP. Oh, the very first one. Oh no, actually, is that the one with the zombie and an ambulance? On, <laughs> they they on, all do. They? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it was kind of like a hand drawn one. Yeah, we made Great. like a hundred copies of it, and it's sold out now. I think I got a couple kicking around. I somewhere. think I have it in the car actually. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Shit, it's a collector's item. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I think, the first interaction you and I had at the VAT. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. You just came up and gave it to me. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's why I don't have any left. I just <laughs> gave them all away. <laughs> we didn't make any money off them. We just gave them all away. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first one. Then we did uh, Flashes of Competence. <laughs> okay. That was when we kind of rushed it before we went out to Pooza Fest in Montreal. So we did a little tour out there, and we're like, shit, we got to get this album done. So What year was that that you went out to Montreal? 20 is it 2017 or 20 i think it's 2018 okay pretty recently then yeah i guess five years ago yeah <laughs> <It's> <laughs> i know it doesn't then. it doesn't seem like it was that long ago but we're in 2023 does not feel that long away that no away. not at all like i still feel like it's 2020 but mm. we kind of lost a, about a year and a half there where nobody could do anything but what um, they, what'd they call that an end game the blip the blip <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that movie oh, okay fair enough <laughs> All your, reference, you. all your references are falling flat on me today. Sorry. I don't uh, know. I, don't. I, got, I, I got, I fell behind on the Marvel movies, like Marvel movies. That's kind of a tongue twister. And I, uh, I don't know. I just, all of a sudden you just needed to watch them all to understand what was happening. Yeah. And I got burned by that. Cause a buddy of mine was like, Oh, you got to come to, what was the third one called? Infinity war. Infinity war. He's like, you got, Oh, come see this. I'm like, like well, man, I haven't seen the other ones. He's like, oh, this is its own thing. You don't need to see it. Totally needed to see all the other <laughs> shit. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, just, I had no idea. Like, who the hell were these people? And he's just like, oh yeah, I guess you need, did need to see them. Oh, Not only did I need because I didn't see the Ultron movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but I also needed to see Doctor Strange and yeah, whatever the you know, Black Panther. Or whatever that one was. There's like ten of them I needed to see to understand those. Yeah, going on, I- which is great if you're like like into like i've seen them all and you're like loving all the content but i didn't see them so i was confused as fuck yeah no point <laughs> it was pretty though the special effects oh, were nice yeah definitely <laughs> have you taken your uh is your daughter into the mario movie at all or interested in that uh she's only two so she doesn't really yeah fair it's wow. a little early um i went and watched it though. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i heard that's a very pretty movie <laughs> yeah uh me and my buddy went and Hilariously enough, I just r- randomly ran into my niece and nephew while I was there. Perfect. I did, did not take them. I was there on my own <laughs> interest. I thought it was all right. I mean, it's I don't want to do any spoilers, but <laughs> there's not much of a, a storyline to it. Is, it. is it like the, the storyline from the first Mario game? NES classic? Except they had Donkey Kong in there. Yeah. But I guess one thing I'll say that I was disappointed is that Wario wasn't in it because he's my, he's my favorite. Oh, he's my favorite guy, so he wasn't in it. But I'm sure they're going to make 
I haven't looked, but I assume it's making a ton of money. It's packed in there anyways with Fair enough. a crap ton of kids. They've got <laughs> and a ton me. of characters that people love. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jack Black did a good job as Bowser too. I, I heard that. Well, hopefully I'll get it. Get a chance to see it. Is it one that like I should see in theaters? Or should I just wait till it comes uh, out? You can just be baked on your couch and yeah, <laughs> check yeah. it out when it's <laughs> Yeah, you don't need to go see it in theaters, but mm. I mean We went and saw the the new John Wick flick and i i like that one in theaters it's a very yeah. stylistic i need to there's like four of them now yeah yeah I'm, i haven't seen a single one so. oh okay cool <laughs> there yeah. you go dropping another reference oh, no, to lunch again <laughs> i heard they're good i like to see keanu do well he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> don't really hear anything bad about him so yeah definitely it's nice to see him have some success yeah they're like i don't want to say brain dead movies but like to the point action flicks and you're just like, all right. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to think about the storyline. There's no deeper meaning. No, no. You don't got to do research for (laughs) an hour after you watch it to understand it. Only four of them. You don't have to (laughs) watch them in order. (laughs) Not a lot of side characters. Yeah. I've, I've like, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about him. I just haven't gone around to watch them. Yeah. I'm blowing it. Anyways, derailed there. (laughs) I, I was wondering what was, the process like this time making your third record versus the first one that you did and oh, possibly the second one and what you've have, learned along the way. Couldn't have been any different for all of them. <laughs> um, well, the first one is just, I had bought all this recording equipment. We just, we were writing songs and I just, uh, I don't know, just gave it a go. <laughs> so it really wasn't a very good process. Pretty much got the drummer in there. We banged out all the drums in a day and then, just added to him and yeah and then by the time we did this one you know we i demoed out we demoed out all the songs together i uh then we figured let's change the tuning so we down tuned it half step so we recorded them all again which i think really helped so then and then we actually took a night because we got a jam spot downtown where we just jammed from like i think it was like seven o'clock at night to like three in the morning and like just went through every single song made sure that we knew exactly what we were going to do. And like, if there's anything that wasn't working, we, we hammered it out. So I think that was really helpful. Cause then by the time we went to the, cause we went to an actual studio for that one in Calgary, it was like, we didn't really waste time. We knew exactly mm-hmm. what we wanted. And then the producer was able to like build off of what we did and make it even better. So did they like have, like, what kind of suggestions did they come at you? Um, like structurally, he didn't really change anything, oh, right. which is good. Cause I would screw things up. <laughs> yeah. Throw you off. I mean, yeah. For the most part, we got the drum and bass down and then there's just a few things, you know, like he, he would just question whether or not the guitar and the bass actually match that well. Mm-hmm. But for him, yeah, he added in like a ton of cool guitar parts and a ton of cool harmonies, like vocal harmonies. So yeah. like we actually paid him a, like even like two extra days like just go and add in cool armies oh cool and now like i was mentioning earlier now we've you know we can do it live like we figured out which parts each of us are going to sing and how to recreate it yeah for sure like but that's kind of what we wanted we wanted him to make the songs better that's why yeah absolutely pay somebody else to do it like if you're just gonna be like this is it go in with tunnel vision it's you're gonna get what you're gonna get and the producer's not gonna be as invested because he's like yeah these guys this is mm. what this is what they want. I'm gonna give them what they want and move on with my day. But 
the fact that we like invited him into the creative process i feel like he he actually was like invested in it and he's like wanted to make it really good so yeah we're pretty happy shout out casey lewis calgary echo (laughs) base studios oh Uh, what what is your writing process like like collaboratively do you find yourself ever getting to a point where you you're like ah no it's this way and it's staying this way you kind of get stuck in it or have to accept that maybe it's not the way that it's meant to be and like for this band in particular how many bands do you play (laughs) well i've been in lots of bands and Mm -hmm. i I've actually, like, COVID was kind of cool for that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bad that happened with it, but um, we did a lot of, like, long-distance collabs, so I was trying all kinds of different stuff. Like, I was in this band called The Off Sailors. They're still going. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I helped the singer Gabe write a bunch of the first batch of their songs. He would send me, like, almost, like, poems, because he's, at the time, I don't know, I think he's trying to get into playing guitar, but at the time he wasn't, so I would just take his words and like try to write songs around it and that was a way like i always write the music first that's the way i've always written music mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to do that like try to build a song around this guy's lyrics so and then other bands like we were we got a little record label as well so we had all these like long distance bands that we did during covid because we couldn't do anything else now we don't have time to <laughs> to do them anymore but uh yeah it was um i guess to answer your question it just depends on the project, but with Trashed, there's only been a couple times where I was like, if somebody came to me with a different idea for a song, I was like, no, we're doing it my way. Like, I'm usually pretty open, mm-hmm. make the song better, because, I mean, like I said, just if you just have tunnel vision, you're not going to, you might not get the best out of what your song could be. Yep. So, off the top of my head, we have a song called uh, Stock in the Park, and it's kind of like a, it's a goofy song Stock about- Stock in the Park. So the guy, uh, the point of it, it's coming from, like, it's a fictional story, and I'm, I'm playing the guy that he wakes up hungover in the park because he was out partying all night, and he sees this, like, mom there playing with her kids, and he falls in love with the mom, and it's like, I kind of, like, took it from, I don't know if you ever listen to the Pogues, like, they have a song that's, like, a duet, but it's kind of, like, it's not, like, a love song, it's, like, the wife or the female person saying like you're a creep get away from me type of deal oh, okay and like mast intruders another band they did one that's kind of the same idea the guys in love and the little one's like get away from me freak type of deal <laughs> so i kind of wanted to go on that so yeah what happens in the song is uh the dude's macking on this lady who's like leave me alone i'm just trying to like be at the park with my kids and then the cops come in and take him away at the end but when we when i originally showed the guys that song like i it's this, you know, mid-tempo song, like kind of like a pop-punk song. And they wanted to make it like a double time, like really fast. Mm-hmm. And I just, that was one of the times just thinking about it that I was like, put my foot down. I'm like, no, it's got to be like this. And I, and then once I showed them what I had in mind, they were like, oh, okay, we get it. But at the yeah. time, they are like, <laughs> let's make it fast. I'm like, like, I love fast stuff. But at this t- at this point, like, just trust me on this. <laughs> The, uh, so the the translation of an idea right when collaborating with other musicians yeah for sure and i mean that one yeah we actually got a, a girl from um quebec city to sing on it and she added like her own flavor into it as well mm-hmm. and, like as soon as she actually like got into the song she was just like sending notes back you're like oh can i try this can i try this and it turned out really good you told her no <laughs> 
no, like I was totally game for her to do whatever. Like, I mean, if it was something, I was like, this is terrible. But yeah, that in that instance, she like totally got what we were going for and like elevated it, made it better, which is cool. That's always the best, right? Yeah. So she wasn't like trying to change anything drastically. She just like, what if I sung it like this? And it was way better than what I had come up with. So, so yeah, I guess I'm very open to collabs. I mean, I've worked with guys where they just write a song and like, this is it. Play it to a T. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, now, do you find that's more like solo artists who are trying to just like tour with a band? Yeah, I've never been a part of anything like that. Like, I guess I have just for like studio work or whatever, but like I've never been in a band. At least they didn't come right out and say it. <laughs> this mm. is like my show. It was just kind of, but I mean, I've, I've handed over songs that are finished too. Or, But for, but for me, when I do a demo now, I don't program the drums. Like I just put it, I just, you know, I put fake drums in there just as to get a general feel. Yeah. But like the groove. And then I let, cause actually in trash ambulance, both guys are drummers and really good drummers. So I'm like, why would I spend the time telling them what to play? And then it's like, <laughs> they, they got this figured out. And then, so now, yeah, I don't even do bass. I will send guitar and my vocal ideas and let them write their own parts. Cause then, they're going to be more invested in the songs if they wrote their own parts too. Then if I'm just like, here's the song, yeah. listen, <laughs> play it just like this. But So how many lineup changes has Trash gone through? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only original member. Um, You're the Dave Mustaine. <laughs> not quite that bad. I like to think I'm not <laughs> that big of a dickhead, but <laughs> I'm also not as good on guitar as Dave. But um, shit, I think... Nearly, nearly every release has different guys. Pretty much, maybe not all of them. Um, yeah, it's been a it's, it's been a journey. Um, the original drummer Ryan, he he just moved to to BC, so he he resigned from his post. Mm-hmm. But other guys, <laughs> just wasn't working out, so I asked them to leave. Yep. I mean, yeah, I think all but one of them. Like, like if I saw him on the street, we'd have a good good chat if there was bad blood it's long since evaporated i mean sometimes it just doesn't work like whether they're in a different part in their lives where they weren't just able to work with us in the way we wanted but i don't know i'm i used to be too scared to you know remove yeah (laughs) remove people from the band when it's not working but if like for me like music's supposed to be like a stress release you know yeah i mean it's cool when you can make money like trash is actually you know, we've been able to pay for all a lot of our adventures just because we're making enough money. Yeah. But the ultimate thing is it's, it's our stress release. It's, it's stress relief. It's fun. You know, like if you take that away and now it's becoming like it's adding too much stress, then I, it just doesn't seem like something I want to do. So I put up with a lot of crap when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, I've personally never been kicked out of a band yet. But <laughs> I've had to, I've had to ask people to leave, and it's not fun. I hate doing it, but ultimately, it's you know the band's still kicking. <laughs> I think yeah. it, it wouldn't have been if we would have stayed on the path we were. So, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, just how many lineup changes it's gone yeah. through, or yeah, I, I'd have yeah. to like, go through. I don't, I don't know. I don't, no, know. I don't want to call anybody out or anything. Like like I said, no, no. Everybody that it's no longer in the band like lots of them still come out to the shows every now and then or 
just cross paths. I mean, some of them I've never seen in any other band since, and yeah. some of them have, you know, just I, done I think, their own thing. It, it, I think it's a good thing that, you know, you can carry forward and, and move on and, and grow, whether it's, I think a lot of people get caught up in the idea of, like, original members. Yeah, I just 100% like that, like, as like, like you want it to be pure or something. Yeah, but like yeah. that doesn't. That's very very rare. Mm-hmm. Like, I come from the punk community, so there's a band called the Flatliners. They've been the same four guys, like high school buddies. They've been doing it for over ten years, or maybe even longer. Fuck, probably longer. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe twenty years. But that's so rare because even like like the big guys, like even No Effects, like they've had the same guys now since the early nineties. Mm-hmm. But even before that, you know, they had different members, like couple different guitar players like yeah it took them a while to get to that point right or, or yeah and like if they would have just quit the band because that guy was gone and it's you know it's i'm glad they didn't because yeah. it like, <laughs> went on for years and years but then that's another thing is that i have done that and like you know carried on with some of the same guys and started a new project well just because you started a new project like the average joe is not going to realize it's the same guys or maybe they're not going to like your new songs as much as your old songs like it's so when it came to it and i almost ended trash ambulance a few years ago and ozone the bass player was like no i'll keep going like, <laughs> like you already have all this you know i'm not gonna act like we have fan millions of fans or anything but you have this bass like why mm-hmm. would you just throw that away start something new that's never gonna you know might take you five years to get to like where you're at with the name now, now. Yeah. so he convinced me and then I don't know, because I guess because we're not a big band, it also helps because it's like no one really cares who the, yeah, there's not the original huge... members are. <laughs> like, it's not like there's like you know like uh, what's that episode of The Simpsons where they start the quartet and it's like the guys yeah. all pissed off that Chief Wiggum gets kicked out. Oh and go, yeah, Wiggum forever. <laughs> we don't, we don't have that at our shows or people. Are, I mean, we've I've crossed paths with people that. This weren't that happy because we yeah, yeah this is fake trash ambulance <laughs> so yeah i just figured the the name itself is worth more than trying to start all over again mm-hmm. and as far as i'm concerned nobody nobody cares that much i, I haven't been sued by any of the, original, the old <laughs> members or anything but <laughs> there's not millions of dollars at stake here no and the guys that there's only one guy that wrote music for us before and he gets paid out. So oh, what, what can he complain about? Yeah. <laughs> he gets his 75 cents a month. <laughs> <laughs> Two cups of coffee a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was at our last show too. Like, so there's the bad blood is evaporated and good. can only hold a grudge for so long. I'm sure there's people that don't like me, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that's everywhere though. <laughs> As there should be. I don't want... Well, that's the thing. If you make a stand, you know, you're not... You know, you're going to piss someone off. It's just the way it goes, right? So, yeah. you want to stand for absolutely nothing. I guess that's one way to go, but... then people think you're a phony and hate you for that. So, you can't really win. So, you might as well... Yeah. Make the most out of what you got going on, I guess. I find the other, the other uh, side effect of that is just apathy. It just rises. Yeah, true. It's just like... What's the point of any of this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all depressed enough these days. We don't need to. Yeah, add to it. <laughs> add to it. Especially something that's supposed to be fun and bring me joy. Like you said, it's a stress relief. It's not, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, 
so yeah we've we've had this lineup i think it was like 20 end of 2019 i think is when riley hopped on the drums just funny because i was almost playing the drums in the band and we were like decided we're gonna get it going again yeah he's played guitar and, drums, and, okay. and now he's on bass <laughs> and i i knew this guy uh right riley likes to joke because uh we were jamming a bit in like 2019 mm-hmm. and then some shit came up it was just me and him and then i kind of just ghosted him for like <laughs> quite a while i can't remember how exact number and then he's like yeah josh sent me the you up text like eight months later or whatever it was you because <laughs> i was like hey man you still play drums and he's just like He's like, this fucking guy? He's like, yeah. He's like, I wanted to join your band, you dick. And he ghosted me. And I was like, well, some shit happened. It's all sorted out now. So I, I once I found out he was available, because I knew he's a really good drummer, I was like, because we were just having trouble finding a... I've always had trouble finding guitar players and bass players in Red Deer. But drummers yeah. are always. easy to find. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, so... uh I asked Ozone. He's never played bass in a band. He's only really just dinked around on a bass. Like, you want to play bass in this band? He's like, I guess I could. I have to buy all new stuff. I'm like, and he actually, he's been having a blast doing it. So I think it was the right choice. And then it's also nice too, because he can help write the drum parts or if he has or ideas. Or guitar. He's, he's yeah. Pretty, and, and he has. He wrote uh, two of the songs on our last album. Pretty versatile then. That's a- <laughs> he's definitely a lot better musician than me, which I mean... If I was the best guy by far, we'd be in trouble. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm far from a virtuoso, but I can play a power chord. There you go. <laughs> you know what's up. Sometimes I like play them inverted. Should I do that a lot? <laughs> That's my trick. <laughs> How spicy. <laughs> inverted power chords. Uh, did you guys recently go play a show in South America, was it? Uh, so that's coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, May 2nd, we're flying down to San Jose, Costa Rica. So oh, that's coming Latin up right Latin America, away. I guess. It's, uh, yeah. it's not quite South America. It's like Southern, Southern North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got three three shows booked down there, so we're pretty stoked for that. Is it part of a festival? No, actually. Just uh, just three random shows. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we we know a guy from down there. And, you know, always... People always say, oh, you should come play here. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it'd be great. But, you know, you just don't think it's going to happen. But he's like, actually, no, this this band from uh, England is coming. And they were actually doing like a ton of dates. They're going to like Honduras and Mexico. And I'm like, you know what? We'll just stick to Costa Rica. (laughs) uh, But then, yeah, fast forward and uh, that band, I don't know if some guys quit the band or something. So they... They just weren't in a position to come, so they ended up bailing. So now we're like the only oh. only gringos on this. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, and th- this band had did it the year before is why I was like, okay, hey, this must be legit if they're going to go back. Like, obviously, it wasn't just a shit show, right? So mm-hmm. we we agreed, and then we just played as many shows as we could, and we were able to uh, save up enough money to pay for the tickets ourselves and pay for the hotel while we're down there. So it's really just like, some little bit of walking around money out of pocket and the rest is covered by the band so nice yeah so we yeah buddy gave me like a, a guitar and i fixed it up bringing that down there instead of my Les paul it's just like three thousand dollars so i'm like uh yeah, yeah, yeah a little sketchy bringing this down here but uh the travel guitar the campfire guitar yeah well and then i got uh my uh 
our drummer's roommate Levi. He owns a Labyrinth Guitar Works or whatever. So he he's like a luthier, so he fixes up guitars. So I like brought it to him. I'm like, you think we could get this in working condition to survive three shows down in Costa Rica? And he's he took a week or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I think it's gonna be good, man. So I got a guitar that I don't. You know, what? <laughs> whatever happens, happens to it down there. I'm hoping I can bring it back, but you know. Right. What kind of guitar is it? So it was like an old Samick. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So yeah, my buddy, it's like one of those ones my buddy got it like so long ago and it's just covered in stickers and like it's <laughs> No just, one knows what its yeah. true origin is. <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure, you know, that it's going to stay in tune and it's going to have the juice to play power chords because, <laughs> but yeah, he said this actually sounds a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> So for the freebie that it was, I can't really, can't really complain. So awesome, man. Yeah. So you mentioned you're starting a new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. For years I had had one called the punk normal podcast where I just talked to people in the punk rock music scene. And then I kind of just shut it down. What was the, uh, what led to the demise of that? Uh, I think that was right when my kid was born. And then, like, COVID was kind of lifting, so I was, just had a lot of crap going on, and I was, I just couldn't really justify keeping it going. Mm-hmm. Like, I was getting a few hundred plays, so, I mean, it wasn't, like, worst, the worst uh, reception, but at the same time, I was like, it's, it's really worth it for me to keep keep going. But uh, we wanted to do this one, just because we have uh, our own label, and we have, like, 16 bands and counting on the label. And we just got like a proper website and we're just thinking of ways to utilize it. And we're like, let's just do a podcast where we talk to all the bands and then see what happens. So we've, mm-hmm. it's called Denim Radio because our <laughs> label's called uh, High End Denim Records. And then I guess I should look. There's another Denim Radio out there, but I don't know if it's still active or whatever. But is if we get sued, we'll... Chains reviews? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I didn't dive into it, but... Yeah, so we got that going. We just yeah, we just launched the first episode last week. And it was just me and Ozone, the we're the co-founders of the label. So we just kind of explained what it was going to be, and then yeah, we got some guests lined up. Because yeah, we can go through the whole lineup. There's 16 episodes right there, right? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, some of the some of them are like our own side bands and stuff. So we kind of covered them already in the first episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're just trying to like build a you know a collective of bands from all over like right now we have mainly alberta but we got a uh, one guy's like a, a solo band out of quebec he does everything himself he just wanted a little help getting it out there and then we got another band from germany oh, cool. and then we're t- in toxas signing a band from winnipeg so we're kind of just are they all punk bands yeah yeah it's definitely stick to punk not all the exact same style but some of it leans more like emo rock some of it's pop punk some of it's a lot of it's skate punk that's kind of my forte but yeah it's just i mean we don't have deep pockets or anything but we're just trying to to build something yeah and create like a network so people like we got we just started like a little facebook private group so you know somebody somebody's trying to tour or whatever you may hey i want to come to this city and there's there's a band from there they can be like okay we'll either play with you or we'll help you out so it's kind of I don't know, it's, it can be daunting when you're a small band trying to get out there and do stuff, and if you don't have anybody helping you. And have, we've been lucky to have people helping us throughout it, so mm-hmm. if I can return the favor, help other people, then that's kind of the idea. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's like you're not only active as a band and a writer, but also behind the scenes in the music scene. And do you find that that level of commitment and kind of universal karma, if you want to call it that, <laughs> is part of the part of the the recipe for it all? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know this as a as a comedian, you know, being funny is only one one part. You got to be able to market yourself. You got to be able to get along with others. Although I guess that doesn't not necessarily true with comedians. You always hear about feuds and how guys don't cheer for each other and stuff, but um, it's weird. <laughs> and I mean, and music can be the same way, right? Because there's a lot of jealousy. Why? Why these guys get this? Why did? But then you got to look look inward and be like, well, how much work did I really put into it? Sure, I put out songs that I think is cool, but like everything else, what else did I do? Did I just put it online and be like, why? Yeah, why is nothing <laughs> happening? <laughs> why is the the big guys not calling me? But it's there's just so much work, right? And I feel like a lot of bands or you know creative people they don't always want to do that part or maybe they don't know how maybe they suck at it I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots there's been a lot of trial by error for for us you know we try a lot of different things some of it works some of it doesn't but one thing that seems to always work is like being easy to work with with other bands <laughs> <Right>? other <laughs> people are like yeah these guys are legit they don't backstab you know like people are gonna want to work with you and then word spreads and all of a sudden yeah, are... I'd much rather work with someone who talks shit to my face and then says <laughs> nice things to other people. That like... Yeah, that's pretty rare. But <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is, you're not going to love ev- what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. But music is so subjective that, you know, so uh, to be all mad because this band's getting big, well, they're appealing to more people. It doesn't mean your music's bad, per se. It's just, yeah, you know, like, what are you, what yeah. are you trying to accomplish? So I think that's a thing that, that we all need to account, like figure out, right? Having a defined goal. You want to take that? No, I'll just ignore you. Right. Um, and that's kind of what what Trash Diamonds decided recently. It's like, you know, obviously we're not doing it for the for the money. We've we've taken shows where they straight up told us, like we did an all ages show, and they're like, "There's no money to pay you," but mm-hmm. you know, we still sold a bunch of merch while we were there, and we it was an all ages show, so we like connected with. Yeah, a new yeah, audience. Yeah, a new audience, younger kids. It was great to see young kids like mosh into our music and you know, just loving loving that style of music. And uh planting the seeds yeah. for the for the next generation. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to, they're freaking like my dad's age now, you know? Oh, like, it's wild. And it's like <laughs> these fuckers gotta retire eventually and there's gonna be another wave or otherwise this music's just gonna die. Mm-hmm. But what what I was getting at is our uh like we made kind of made the decision, like we want to do as much cool shit as we can. So that means there's going to be some some hard work, right? So yeah, the fact that we were able to pull off this Costa Rica thing is, you know, like it didn't. That's super cool. Didn't happen by accident. Like we put we put in the time and the work, and we're like we're going to do this. And I mean, hopefully, we can do more things like that. I mean, it just I mean when you're north of thirty five with family and stuff, it's yeah, you can't drop everything and go on tour for two months but no but finding those moments where you can yeah sneak away yeah like let's let's do as much cool stuff as you can without you know screwing up our the rest of our lives yeah, like, yeah. i'm not gonna quit my job like my, my job is very uh flexible so it's, it's easy for me to get the time off when i need it or you know use use my connections in the music industry to 
because I sell beer as well. So, so yeah, they go hand in hand. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's the point I was getting at. Is if you decide what you want to be, I mean, you got to put in the work, and not every band wants you. Fair. Do you, do you have a show that sticks out of your mind that you played, and you just while you were on stage, like it felt next level, a favorite show per se that you played? Ooh, that's that's a good question. I mean, it's weird because some some shows, you know, they're just nothing really special about them. They're just, but just the way that the crowd interacted or whatever. It was like, you know, we've had some great shows at the VAT. We've had, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, like as far as big shows, like we opened for Face to Face, which is like a pretty well known punk rock band. That was when we were pretty pretty new, so. That was pretty cool to play in front of that many people, but how, how many people was it? Well, it was a sold out show of Bose, so is that three fifty? Um, well, five hundred people I think can fit in there. Oh, but we were the first band, so I don't think everyone was quite there yet. But yeah. I'd say yeah, there's probably like over three hundred and some people there, which I guess isn't that much in comparison to what some bands. But for us, like we don't we don't draw that on our own. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, we've played some other like smaller festivals that were. Like outdoor things, there was, like it's always cool to play outdoors. It makes you feel like <laughs> like you're a rock star, like playing Warp Tour or something. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think of any offhand. Um. Did you have any hell shows where you're just like, that was awful? What What was that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the one that comes to mind. This is like when we were a pretty fresh band. Like this is one of the older lineups. Somehow we got invited to play this thing called Punks in the Basement Fest. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly like, I don't know, gutter punk is derogatory, but you know, like that street punk, like kind of like dudes with 10 foot tall mohawks and yeah. spiked leather jackets and yeah. Doc Martens and everything. And at the time, like nowadays we're pretty, we're pretty fast and I think we could get away with playing with more harder guys. <laughs> like they, but at the time we were pretty slow and kind of more poppy. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, we finished a song and it was like, you could hear a pin drop. Like, oh, man. Nobody <laughs> fucking cared. Like, they were just like, what are these fucking guys doing? Like, I think we played right after, like, a pretty heavy band and then another street punk band was coming up next. And I can't remember if he was drunk. Like, one of the guys was not sober for our set. And I don't know. It was just, it was just I just remember, like, questioning why I even... <laughs> agreed to it at the end but like nobody was like throwing bottles at us or anything but it was clear like we were not <laughs> we were not well loved but a couple of people came up after and was like oh yeah that was cool it's like <laughs> the pat on I think, the shoulder i think they were just kind of like <laughs> these guys look really down but i don't think we sold any merch that day so that's one i was i was thinking of but that's just the promoter should have never have put us on that bill because <laughs> this is these these guys aren't gonna like you but mm-hmm. we uh that's the one I can think of. For the most part, like we've, like I, when I say we kind of made a decision what we want to do, like we've, we kind of like eliminated the shows that were, like we don't agree to something if we're like, eh. no. And we've and but we've like played a few where like the the genre was definitely gonna clash. Like we got asked to play. I don't know if you were living here. They did that. Uh, what the hell was it called? Cold Front or whatever music fest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, it, it, yeah, that was just that in January. In January, yeah. yeah. So we did Blizzarded on the Friday, mm-hmm. and there was yes. a band from Calgary who was like a I, I can't remember what kind of music there. I think it was like I don't know, like 
country kind of like <laughs> definitely the exact opposite of us mm-hmm. and uh because it was blizzarding the highways were closed they, like, they were trying to come down from calgary so they had to bail kind of last minute and because we know the people at bose and they know that we're kind of <laughs> up for anything they called us and we're like hey i know it's last minute you guys want to hop on this bill so we played that and <laughs> we ended up if you know that band the, the scenic route to alaska oh yeah yeah, they're a pretty big, like, indie band from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And we they ended up opening for us. We headlined. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> but all credit to those guys. As soon as we walked in, they were, like, the nicest guys. And then, after, you know, after we played, you know, we, like, traded records and, like, mm-hmm. sat and drank beer with them for, for hours. And they were, like, the raddest dudes. So. But it was just, like, complete genre. Tonal shift. Mist. Yeah, so there was people that stuck around that never knew us that were, like, well, this is cool. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater was what we get a lot, right? You know, because <laughs> I mean that style of music was big when people in their thirties were like in oh, high school, right? Yeah. So people were like, oh yeah, American Pie. You know, like they just kind of remember remember that. Maybe they haven't listened to it in years, but they're so like we weren't. And I mean, we're we're competent enough, right? That we did it well, so people are like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not like they're just up there shit in the bed. Like we did a good job playing that music, so they were, uh, but. It, I guess that's the most recent one that was like, maybe we wouldn't have been put on that bill if it wasn't the last minute. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was going to say, I didn't know that you were on the festival. We weren't. We just yeah. kind of got <laughs> at it. I mean, and like, but I mean, if if I bought tickets to that expecting to hear, uh, I can't remember the name of them. I think it was like the Hayseeds or something. There. Oh, Red Hot Hayseeds. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so you would know them more than me. Yeah. I don't. I don't know their music. And then you. I assume up. that. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So like, if, if you were if you bought tickets hoping to see them and then we rolled in, you might be like, ooh. Yeah. No, that is like, very opposite. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, and I've and even like our one buddy's band. I don't know if you know Dylan from. Uh, he does all the booking at the Vat. He's in a band called like the Humble Cartel. He plays drums and they're like super like straight up like a pop band <laughs> they, oh, okay. they were on that bill too they played right before uh scenic route so it was like mm-hmm. you know we definitely definitely were not uh fitting in but yeah but I, all the bands are like well it's good that you were on last then right yeah that, it might have been a little bit weird <laughs> if we were just jammed in the middle but oh because we've had to do that with comedy shows for sure where you know someone's set or routine or the style that they are and you go put them on last because no one's going to want to follow them <laughs> okay right yeah. you, you, either either they're going to walk half the crowd or or uh, you know it's just going to be such a, a drastic tonal shift that oh, okay. even watching headliners working headliners try to follow them is like rough for the first 15 20 minutes so they're just that the, out there <laughs> That or like just trying to get the audience back on board. Like, oh. <laughs> hey, like, I'm not like that. So, so, so is there any truth to like? I don't know if you remember that Seinfeld episode where the the shitty comedian's going on after Seinfeld. So he gets the crowd going in, and then the guy goes up there with his hack routine and kills it because everybody's like already worked up. Absolutely. Yeah, is, so that does work. That oh, way. definitely. <laughs> but it can also work if the guy's like out there with his yeah. It, his it's material. so the probably one of the most frustrating things about comedy shows is that comedians are so concerned about their own sets that they don't pay attention to how they really affect the rest of the show Oh, okay. because it is a very momentum based thing. And that's where you have like, that's a good host can kind of negate that 
mm. because they can come up for two minutes and just hit the reset button right if necessary so i find like if you're a good host you're watching to how the comedian's doing and if like they've brought the energy up just bring the next comic up like yeah. immediately to keep that momentum going right whereas if it got derailed well let's just take a few minutes reset so that the next person you're not sending the next guy to the exactly. wolves exactly <laughs> you're not sh- kicking him out of the plane without a parachute give, give him a chance at least yeah that's that's fascinating because i've definitely seen some comedians bomb and it's like as a, a fellow performer i'm just like mm-hmm. some people are just ruthless <laughs> oh and comedy is so ruthless and like even non-performers get secondhand embarrassment when someone yeah. is just is on bombing. stage right and maybe, like, I find a musician's got to be really bad before people get secondhand embarrassment for them. But even when that person finishes a song, the crowd will still clap. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> Unless you have punks in the basement fifths and you're trash habits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, like, the, I'm, I don't know if this works for, for comedy. I know Doug's. Stan Hope swears that he's funnier when he's drunk. I don't, mm. I don't know if that, but for that's like the biggest foe for musicians is you're nervous, so you drink too much, and then you can't, yeah, can't do it, or you just like that's that's why I'm like I'm very careful not to drink too much before I play. I haven't been drunk on stage since I don't know. I just kind of made that rule. Maybe it was back to that show, at the, the grad show, where buddy was super drunk and did a bad job. I don't want to ever. I don't ever want to do that because yes. I don't think I'm Megadeth here, but it, somebody paid ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to come see a band, and the guy's drunk and screwing up. Like I feel like, got to give them the best show possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's gonna be stuff that's out of your hands, but being too drunk is hundred percent in my own hands. And so if that's me failing myself and my band and mm-hmm. the audience, but yeah. And, and I've seen that with comedians where we we actually went and did a show. It was Medicine Hat, and one guy. He like typically performs pretty drunk and it's like, but that's all right. Right. Not a problem. And it got to, cause we were doing two shows that evening. And during the break, we went down the street to another bar and had a few drinks and he drank like six doubles in 18 minutes or something. Oh, and we had to get back to the club and he tried to order beer and the club had cut him off. And the, the club owner came up to me. She's like, is he going to be able to perform? Right. And I was like, watch this. <laughs> he stumbles up on stage and immediately just goes into his routine. And she's like, Jesus Christ. It's the, like, he, it's like he's sober. Right. And he ends, he wraps up. He goes, I don't remember anything. <laughs> He goes, did I do well? And we're like, yeah, man, it was, it was good. He's like, all right, and then, then just passed out for the car ride home. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's not very typical. <laughs> no, it's not. I won't say like it's not like that a hundred percent of the time, because uh, so is he just it's a nervous thing or he just likes to drink? <laughs> no, like alcoholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I'm really nervous. I'm gonna start powering back the drinks no i think it's a necessity okay (laughs) it's past noon (laughs) he's like a robot on futurama just yeah he's he's a bender model (laughs) he dies (laughs) that's interesting 
Yeah, that definitely is not the case. But I think there's more uh, motor skills needed with music, like if you're yeah. playing guitar or playing the drums. I've had a few times where, you know, you get up, like you're at a party and then someone's like, oh, let's, you guys want to play a song? And it's like the, the drummer's just wasted and or somebody is and it's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. So yeah. you can't, it's just terrible and embarrassing. So I don't go down that road. <laughs> no. Same. Even I, trying to play music again, realizing like, no, it's not maybe a beer in the evening, you mm-hmm. know, but it's not worth having five before you get on stage. No, it's which <laughs> sucks when you're the guy going on last because you're <laughs> it's a long night. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I can see why people, you know, gets away from them because you're like, especially if there's like five bands, you're like, fuck. Yeah, you're just killing time, right? And you, you don't realize. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, you got eight beer in you and you're like, F. <laughs> yeah. So, but we've been pretty good about it. I'm, I personally don't. There's a lot of times too, like I got to drive out of there. So it's kind of good that I play last because then I just have three beers all night and sober by the time it's time to wrap up and get out of there. Yeah. And you save money because you're not blowing 200 bucks at the bar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You might actually have gas money left. <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, the band got paid 200 bucks, but we spent 300 at the bar. So everybody pitch it. <laughs> oh, it's funny when that happens, man. <laughs> Luckily, not too often anymore. I don't make the band suffer through my poor decisions. <laughs> Should I say poor decisions? That's a real Mackenzie song. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Now your references are lost on me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. What else do you want to know? <laughs> well, is do you have any pet peeves for when bands are switching over on a lineup? Oh man. <laughs> Do's and don'ts. Yes. Um Yeah, just for me, um like it's a big thing for me to like support the other bands. So I've been in bands where, you know, guy just wants to drink in the alley through the whole set and it's like it just kinda comes off as extremely disrespectful, like you you got better places to be or you know, you don't need to you know, I guess it's different if it's like a headliner band that's been flown in in their in their green room or whatever because they want to be bothered before they're set, but if you're just an up-and-coming band, like, you know, at least be standing there watching. Mm-hmm. Put in the FaceTime. Yeah, and then, yeah, I guess communication, like, of so many times, you know, a band will show up and they don't have, like, any of the shit they need, and it's like... <laughs> does, that, does that happen often? It happens way too often, like, you try to, now with, you know, with Facebook and Instagram everything, you can kind of get a group chat going, be like, hey, you know, or the promoter will be nice and send out a advanced saying hey this is when the first sound check is this is what the venue's providing or they make arrangements with the local band they provide the drums and the all the cabs and stuff but yeah lots of times people don't even ask and they just show up like <laughs> with nothing and it's like i guess you can use my my amp but like mm. would have been nice if you asked but and like 99.99 percent of the time if a band asked me if they can use my shit yeah just don't presume i'm gonna you know. yeah i'm gonna I'm going to say yes. Not always my, uh, like to use the cab and they plug their own stuff into it. But, and I always ask ahead of time too. Like, it's kind of like how we help each other out. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to a show in Edmonton and if a band can provide the back line, yeah, that's great. Saves your back. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I do the same for when bands come to Redger because it's not that annoying for me to bring my, all my stuff because I'm there already. But, 
And then, yeah, I guess just respecting set times, like, because I've done some promoting and it's like, I send out the thing, first band, you're doing your sound check at this time, then you're going to go on at this time, please be done by this time, you got 15 minutes, get your shit off the stage and let the next guy set up, then they're going to start, because it doesn't take long, like, if everybody just, no one respects the, the time frame, all of a sudden, the last band's not going on until one in the morning, everybody's blasted drunk or they've already went home and i just don't like doing that to bands because i've had to do that or you know it's a pretty busy bar all night but then by the time the the, the quote-unquote headliner goes on everybody's yeah, went home because right. they're like it's time to go on. i mean you can't you can't help what your friends do you, your friends come out to see your band you play and then they go somewhere else like that's it sucks when that people do that but it, i i get it like i've had friends do that too and it's like you should stick around. This band's good, but though yeah, uh, I gotta like, got other stuff to do. But but uh, I mean, that's another thing. Yeah, if a band does all these things and then they just peace out after they're set and then never, you know, don't stick around for anyone else. And I think I just think that's a bad look. Like, I mean, there's always exceptions. You got to go. You got something going on. You had to work at four in the morning the next morning. So, mm-hmm. but I've just I just see bands do that all the time. They just peace out and then you know then it's like. Sometimes I'll I'll hunt the band down and make sure they get paid, but other times it's like you know what, all you bands stuck around, so <laughs> you guys get paid. Those fuckers didn't want to stick around, then you know. So I try I try not to do that, but yeah, but you know how how it goes. So yeah, that's that's my pet peeves. Mainly, yeah, just not respecting the the time frame because everybody nobody wants to play first. Some people do if they're new. Yeah, but oh, I, would, I think I would really like to go on. At this time, because that's like, yeah, everybody does. Like <laughs> when the most people are there, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we'd love this set if you don't mind. It's like, well, what about like you're? Everybody wants that, so just play when when we tell you. Oddly enough, I I always found that it, taking bullet um, is like the second most important role on a show after the headliner, because you set the tone for for the show. Yeah, and then what you sandwich in between like doesn't really matter if you have a strong, strong opener, mm-hmm. and then a a great closer. Yeah, it's structured like a shit sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. It, it's like structuring your your stand up set right. Open with your second best joke, and close with your strongest. Yeah, and you don't want to. <laughs> that way, you establish you know what you're doing, and you leave them with something memorable. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's probably similar. You want to play yeah. a hot hit right away, and then right, <laughs> you, you, know, you, you gotta hook them. Supposed to end hook with em. a good, <laughs> best song end with a good one. <laughs> There's always audibles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but even for us, like you know, I don't I don't. The only time I've ever like requested a different time is if if it was something like oh our drummer works till seven he can't get there like is there any way we could get push later legit scheduling conflict and then if it's that big of a deal like well then take us off the bill because you can't do it yeah but as long as you communicate yeah like, but if if we can help it we'll just play we usually just play whenever we're told and i don't know i guess some people have an ego or whatever they don't want to they think they should be playing after this band or whatever because they're better it's like but sometimes it's actually better for you you know, if it's you're playing in some town, they don't know you, but they know this band that you think you're better than, quote, quote, unquote, but they have a shit ton of friends there. Like, wouldn't you want 
you know, to play in front of all their fans. Mm-hmm. And if you actually are better, you're going to sound better. So people are take notice. Like, oh, uh, a lot of people just need to, uh, let their, let their music do the heavy lifting and not worry about, you know, you know, having to have it their way. Cause just shit doesn't work out that way. So you got to just, you know, make the most of it. Any opportunity is what I find. Maybe I'm out to lunch. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I might see you out there and have no idea who you are. 